Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Never an Afterthought podcast. My name remains Afolabi Ibonkwede, and I'm your anchor for this show, and I'm also the author of the Never an Afterthought uh, book. As is customary, we know that we join this conversation uh, using our hashtag, the hashtag Never an Afterthought, and um, we, you can follow us across all our social media channels, uh, Twitter at NAA underscore book, uh, Facebook and Instagram at NA Afterthought. And you can also drop me an email, podcast at neverandafterthought.com. And we also read our comments if you drop your comments on the chat line. Uh, sorry, if you, if you drop your comments either on the comment section or the chat line of the platform wherein you're listening or watching me. I want to continue to thank you uh, for your engagement. Uh, last week we had, we started, uh, a series or an episode titled Investing in You. And, and as you know, we had, uh, uh, my good friend, my brother, uh, Ogbeni Dipo, Dr. Dipo Awojide, uh, join us from the UK. Uh, he joined us on that episode. And, uh, just as you also experienced it yourself, I, I had to pause him, uh, because, uh, time will not, uh, uh, I mean, the maximum time could allow us and we had not yet dealt with all, um, you know, all that we wanted to talk about, especially as I was seeing uh, chat lines buzzing and your comments uh, coming in. So as he did, he graciously agreed last week that he will join us again this week. And so I have him back uh, by popular, popular demand. But just before I bring him in, I want to read some of your comments uh, that have come in. I have some feedbacks here. Um, from YouTube, um, Michael or Michael Hola, uh, his question really is, uh, and his question is to, uh, for all the comments, all the, the, the comments I have here are questions, uh, that are directed at, uh, uh, at my guest, uh, Dr. Dipo Awojide. And, uh, Michael Hola, your question says, coming from a Nigerian education background, uh, how easy was it for you to acclimatize uh, within the UK educational system and also fit into the academic faculty? Uh, so coming from a, a Nigerian educational system, how easy was it for you to acclimatize to the UK educational system and also fit into the academic uh, faculty? I have another one here from uh, Instagram. Uh, I think it's at Collins Jean on Instagram. And the question again to Dr. Dipo is, can you advise us or advise me on what to do regarding CV writing in the event of switching from one career to another? In other words, if you're switching from one career to another, uh, can you advise on how to then write um, your CV? I imagine because some of your experience uh, from a career, one career may not match uh, the experience of another career. So what do you do in that regard? Uh, the last but not the least, there are many comments. Please note that what I, what I get to do is to pick. You know, I just make uh, random selections of uh, the comments to feature uh, in the episodes. Uh, some of your comments, uh, let's remember that we also have 
uh, audience and viewers commenting and answering some of your questions. And remember, I said there is giveaway this year. This is a year of giveaway. So please, I need you all to help me to help our viewers. Uh, to answer their feedbacks, answer their comments, uh, answer their questions. But what I try to do is to pick, uh, make some select ones, uh, uh, you know, to, you know, to read out at uh, the programs like this because we have limited time and there are also other areas that I want, um, of Benedict to cover for us. So the third question is from Twitter and it's from Adfadile Folari. He says, as a recruiter, or even also just speaking about recruiters, can you speak about what recruiters look for in a good CV? Good question. What recruiters look for in a good uh, CV? So I'm going to uh, bring in Dr. Deepo now, but just before I do that, uh, let me no, let me let me read uh, his short profile so that uh, well, after the break I will just uh, will just go straight into it. is uh, a senior lecturer in strategy at Nottingham Business School, United Kingdom. He obtained a PhD in strategic management from Loughborough University. He has also worked in the banking and financial services sector uh, and, and also as a researcher in the human resources department at Brush Double Generators, all in United Kingdom. He's the founder of the BTDT Hub and uh, that's, uh, I don't know whether I should give out what BTDT means or it will be, uh, the, a giveaway question or a, a question for a giveaway. Uh, but he's the founder of BTDT Hub, uh, which is a human capital development, uh, company. Uh, so I'm going to welcome, uh, Deepaw after the break. Stay tuned. This is the Never an Afterthought podcast. Greetings, everyone. If you're just joining us, Welcome again to the Never and Afterthought podcast. Uh, today, uh, we have, I have with me, uh, Dr. Dipo Awojide that I like to just call, simply call Ogbeni Dipo. Uh, he's here, uh, back in popular demand as we continue our episode on investing in you. Uh, investing in you. We started this last week and, uh, we're continuing today and, uh, he's graciously accepted to be here again, uh, to join us, uh, today. So, yes. Dr. Dipo or Benny Dipo. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. <clears throat> good, 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 good. Uh, remember, we were having a conversation last week, and I said to you that uh, I wasn't going to stop you. I was just going to pause you uh, because you were hitting, you were hitting some, you know, you were hitting those spots. Uh, you were, you were beginning to reveal tricks, uh, 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 tricks for winning uh, in 2021. Uh, let's remember a lot of our audience and viewers are actually a lot of young people. Uh, and if there is any set of uh, people that require all the hope and all the inspiration they can get, it is our, our young Nigerians. Uh, they require that. And uh, you are an inspiration. And I want to thank you uh, for uh, granting us again uh, your time, uh, which I know is precious, which I know is scarce. Uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, so, yeah. So last week, uh, we stopped when we were talking about what BTDT does. And I also remember last week I mentioned uh, that uh, you did do giveaway before <laughs> before uh, we had to go. Uh, but I won't let you go today uh, without, uh, without giveaway. So that's why I also didn't give away the name <laughs> of BTDT Hub. 
<laughs> because I know I sent for it. I didn't find it. And if I could not find it, I'm sure a lot of people cannot find it. So I won't <laughs> give it away. Maybe that will be one of the giveaway uh, questions at the end of the show. But you started to speak to us about what you do at that all. Uh, especially for young people around personal branding, uh, around how to how to and personal branding involves even their CV, how to write your CV, how to position yourself for jobs because of the competitive nature, uh, the competitive nature of the job market, yep. and all of that. So, let me start today. Let's continue from there. Uh, but perhaps you uh, you noted the questions uh, that were asked. So maybe I would allow you ask. Uh, I'll allow you answer uh, the three questions. Make a whole lot talked about, uh, you know, how did you switch? How did you acclimatize coming from the Nigerian educational system with the UK? And not only where did you finish, you now went into the academia in yep. the UK. I think there are some uh, good points there. And uh, of course, there are questions from Collins around uh, uh, around career change. You know, how do you pref- how do you profile your your CV for a career change, and then uh, also the question from Fadili Folari in terms of you as a recruiter and other recruiters, what are the specific things you look for in a good CV? So in any particular order, the floor is yours to answer all of that, and then I'll move on to a few other thoughts that I want us to speak about. Okay, so the first question was um, around um, how I switched or, you know, how I basically fit in um, when I got to the UK. Um, so, I mean, I the university I went to, and I mean, I know this is still obtainable in a lot of universities in Nigeria. Um, you know, it's, you know, there's basically a system of copy and paste, you know, where if you have an assignment, you basically just have to copy from a textbook you know, um, you don't have to do so much research. Um, you don't have to do, um, you know, a lot of critical thinking, you know, to actually, you know, get a very good grade. Um, so when I got to the UK, um, I mean, I, I started my master's degree in January, but there was a cohort in September. So what I did basically was engage with, you know, a couple of other people, you know, Nigerians who were at the university that I, that, that, you know, that I had gone to. And, you know, I just asked, so what exactly is obtainable here? Um, you know, what does this lecturer want? You know, what is the teaching style? You know, what is the learning style? And I also attended, you know, a couple of sessions, um, you know, that were, that were set up by the library. Um, because the library also set up, you know, sessions on how, you know, to think in a critical way, you know, how to answer, you know, examination questions and all of that. So, um, yeah, speaking to people, attending sessions, and of course, you know, being open-minded and, you know, being a fast learner as well, you know, really did help me. Um, So I, you know, just quickly had to learn, you know, how to do research, how to search for papers on the internet, you know, how to, you know, search for databases, you know, um, all the management databases, you know, um, business databases, marketing databases, you know, how to, 
you know, basically download these papers, read these papers and make sense, you know, make sense of them. Um, yeah, so um, I had to adapt, you know, as quickly as possible. And that helped me in, you know, getting a very good grade, in getting a distinction um, and, you know, leading my, my cohorts, um, you know, in 2010. And the second question was around career change. So for folks who are... Yeah, I think it's important. To... I know you mentioned it uh, last episode, but it's important to mention uh, that, uh, you know, so he's not just of Benedictor with... Uh, he didn't buy his PhD. Uh, I think it's important to mention that you graduated uh, top of your class. Uh, you did yep. mention that as part of your story uh, last last episode. But it's just important to know that... Uh, uh, so just for our audience to know that if you put in the work, uh, you will get the output uh, that you desire. And I'm sure the other bit of the question, how did you fit into the faculty? Every university is looking for their brightest students uh, yeah. to come into the faculty. So clearly, in your case, uh, I'm sure you got that invitation, you know, to say, you know what, we're, we're willing to to have you come on board. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so what I, you know, explained earlier was, you know, me fitting in as a student. So the other part, you know, which is getting into academia, I mean, it's just basically, you know, it's, it's almost the same thing. So speaking to people once again, you know, who have been there and done that, learning and catching up as, you know, as quickly as possible, because, you know, no one is going to give you a lot of time to actually mess about or try to find your feet. I mean, we'll learn as we go along and we get better you know, by spending more time, you know, teaching and engaging with students. But I had to learn, you know, and basically just fit in, um, you know, as quickly as possible um, and as, as, as an academic. Um, yeah. yeah, so the second question was around, you know, folks who want to change from one career to the other, or from one industry to the other. So, you know, as a young professional, I expect that you would have, you know, some transferable skills. And these transferable skills, you know, can also be called, you know, employability skills. But these transferable skills are specifically referred to as transferable skills because they are transferable from one job to the other, from one career to the other, or from one industry to the other. So team working skills, for example, so communication skills, for example, you know, critical thinking, problem solving, analytical skills, leadership skills, self-motivation. All of these, you know, are examples of transferable skills. So if you want to switch from one job to the other, from one career or one industry to the other, you need to sell yourself on the basis of your skills. There are some technical skills that you would not have, that you would have to pick up, you know, when you get into that new career. But you need to have a self-reflection. You need to think about, you know, so what exactly are those technical skills? What exactly are those other competencies that I will need to brush up on? And once you actually switch, then you have to brush up as quickly as possible. You might want to take personal and professional development courses to actually improve your awareness to, you know, just become more aware about the new industry or about the new role 
or the new career that you actually want to get into and the third question is um yeah so what exactly are recruiters looking for i mean different recruiters look for different things but you know you would find that most recruiters are looking for a cv that is aesthetically beautiful they are looking for a cv that uses an excellent font they are looking for a cv you know that um is free of grammatical errors so you want to ensure that you know because sometimes you know recruiters would spend 10 seconds or 20 seconds looking at your cv and they are basically trying to spot spelling errors or trying to spell or trying to spot you know mistakes and once you give them that opportunity you know they just delete your cv or they bin your cv so you want to ensure that your cv is free of error you want to ensure that your skills your education you know your achievements you know that you've actually included you know all of this you know um details on your cv and of course you also want to ensure that you know you've used the keywords so short sentences you know bullet points you know that basically you know um responds to the to the person specification and the job description that has been advertised thank you thank you thank you thank you we can go on and on but time is never a friend so we want to uh want to move on so i read something in your profile uh and i'll read it it says in december 2019 uh you were unveiled as a top 20 linkedin voice uh, for your personal and professional development articles and comments and of course in june 2020 also nominated for a world economic forum young global leader for the class of 2021 so first let me say congratulations uh, thank you to you on that feat uh, but the one I want to take you on is really about LinkedIn. Um, and that is, uh, I want you to speak to us about uh, LinkedIn. How has it worked for you? You know, and how can it guide our audience uh, in attaining their career acceleration goal for 2021? How can it guide their, our audience, our viewers in building, you know, their networks? or even in building their enterprise, you know, because it's not just about jobs or career. Uh, if you're a business owner, you're on LinkedIn, of course, that's where you yeah. get your clients. Uh, that's where you get your businesses, uh, your, your contacts, or like my son would like to say, your connect, you know, that's where mm. you get your connect from. So yeah. tell us about LinkedIn and how did you, so I, and I want you to be very personal. How did you discover LinkedIn? How did you walk the secret of LinkedIn to the point that you got uh identified you know and has linkedin really helped you uh in your journey yeah yeah so um i i started using linkedin um you know during my phd um but i became you know more active on linkedin um in 2017 and 2018 so between 2017 and 2018 um so i you know basically use linkedin as or i used to use linkedin as a networking platform um you know just connecting with other young professionals and um you know sometimes in 2018 i became you know more active on linkedin i started posting you know personal and professional development content on linkedin 
So um, I basically focus on two main, you know, categories of content. So I focus on career advice and I focus on MSME advice. So the career advice, you know, is basically, you know, helping people who, you know, want to advance themselves, you know, providing my network with productivity acts, you know, um, and for the MSME, it's basically, you know, business advice, you know, from my own experience, the things I've learned along my own journey, you know, what you need to do in managing your team, what you need to do in identifying your market, what you need to do in, you know, creating something of value that people would be willing to pay for. So, um, yeah, so I was just, you know, sharing or I've been sharing, you know, my my opinions on personal and professional development and you know i was recognized as one of the top 20 voices in the uk um on linkedin for for 2019 wow and um you know i mean it was it was quite big i um i felt very very happy and very elated that um you know my hard work has sort of been recognized and um, yeah, so I, I, you know, try to respond to people who ask me questions because, of course, you know, when you share a message, you would get a couple of, you, you get several people asking you questions. I mean, I don't reply everybody because of time constraints, but I try to mm -hmm. reply to, you know, folks within my network. Um, so yeah, LinkedIn has also been very good because, of course, I sell on the platform. I promote BTDT up on the platform. And I also, you know, get um, so brands that want to promote themselves to other comp to, to young people in Nigeria. You know, they come to me, brands that want me to speak, you know, on their platforms or to their team. You know, they come to me in 2020. Um, I wrote an article for Uber, um, Uber Business UK. So they came to me, they said, oh, we see you have a PhD, you know, um, on ambidexterity and organizational culture. Can you write an article for us on organizational culture? And, you know, I did get paid um, for writing an article, you know, for Uber on LinkedIn. Um, so, I mean, for all the young people out there, you might actually use LinkedIn to get a job. So for me, you know, it's not about getting a job. For me, it was about you know, inspiring and motivating other young professionals, learning from other people, and of course, you know, networking and selling on the platform. So for you, it might be, you know, looking for a job. Maybe you're looking for a job or you're, you're looking for a new job. Maybe your first job or another job. So if you optimize your LinkedIn profile, you can actually get, get it on Ted on LinkedIn. There are stories of people, you know, other young professionals who have been air-daunted. So once again, just use the keywords, you know, use the key industry words, use the keywords, you know, for the particular job you're looking for, you know, business development, strategy, operations management, you know, use the keywords. So when recruiters actually search, you know, for professionals in Lagos State or in Abuja or in the UK, for example, you would come top as, you know, one of the people, um, you know, one of the, the highly ranked people, so to say, or visible people on LinkedIn. And that, you know, 
um, can present you an opportunity to be head-hunted and recruited um, by a company. And of course, there are jobs advertised on LinkedIn as well. And with a few clicks, you know, you can actually apply for jobs. Your LinkedIn profile is your online CV. So you want to ensure that it is adequately optimized. Now, uh, now thank you. And uh, I like what you said, uh, because I think it was in maybe episode four or so uh, last year, one of our episodes last year, uh, where I talked about um, uh, my guest on the show, Adora, mentioned uh, how 47% of employers uh, actually said they will not originate uh, you know, any any job interview conversation with you if you do not have a social uh, media footprint. And she actually then even went ahead to mention uh, the importance of LinkedIn, uh, talked about the endorsements that are yeah. on LinkedIn, you know, those endorsements that your friends or networks uh, use to endorse you that recruiters look out for that specifically. Um, and then you now have shown us, I mean, from your own personal life experience, that you've been going to LinkedIn to look for a job. You're already gainfully employed, even across multiple uh, platforms or, you know, multiple networks, yeah. right? But you went in there to sell your business. You went in there to sell you. Uh, yeah. And you've told yeah. us, yeah, you've told us what you did. But then I want to ask something, and the reason is deliberate. Um, what I find, is a lot of us just do likes. So you go, maybe you posted an article like the article you wrote for Uber UK right now, and I go there and I just do like, you know. Uh, that's what some of us do, and they will say they're on social media. Uh, mm. Some may have, perhaps may go further and download, I mean, open up the article to even read yeah. it, and again, just do like. Uh, meanwhile, I believe there is a third level that they will not just see the article and like, they will open the article, read it, and then comment, yeah. you know, uh, you know, intelligently based on that article. Now, what do you say to that? So, so my, my point is, we'll, we'll share three different pathways now, right? Yeah. Now, would you become, do you think, which pathway gives you a chance to recognition? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's engagement. So you have to engage. You have to, you know, join groups and become a part of a community. So I follow, um, you know, several strategy groups on LinkedIn, for example, you know, and some other groups. So when you engage within a community, you are also selling yourself. So within a group, so if someone posts an article on, on, you know, procurement or, you know, on whatever area of business and you comment intelligently, there are CEOs, there are decision makers, you know, there are middle managers, there are recruiters on LinkedIn who are observing your name, who are observing, you know, the things that you share, your comments, your intelligent comments. And, you know, they can actually reach out to you to say, ah, okay, they will go through your profile and say, oh, interesting profile do you want to work for us or we have this opportunity because one other thing i want a lot of young people to know is that a lot of jobs are not even advertised mm. a lot of jobs are not Thank advertised you. so if you engage adequately on linkedin you know 
um, you're basically selling yourself. You're putting your name out there. I mean, if they don't come to you, if you shoot your shot or you go to them, you know, and they've already seen your name within the community or on the platform, it becomes much more easier to sell yourself. Good, good. Thank you. I, I, I really needed us to underscore this because, uh, yes, a lot of us will say we're on social media, uh, we have social media footprints, but the question would be what's the depth of yeah. what you have? You know, most of the engagement is just like, 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 and I'm like, that is the dumbest, easy, any fool can do that. You know, even robots will do that yep. for you, right? I mean, trolls will do that, you know, but yep. trolls will not comment intelligently. Now, that's where humans, because we there was this buzzing topic we had uh, last year about how humans can win, win over the robots, or how humans can win over machines in the fourth industrial revolution. And it's all about what you said creative thinking, engagement, intelligent engagement. And, yeah. and so it's just so important, you know, and, and so that way also, we it's also important for, uh, you know, our audience to know the various, uh, the value for each of the social media channel. You know, LinkedIn has its own core value. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Facebook has, Twitter has, uh, you know, Instagram has. But the point for me is, we should just not be content with just like, like, like. Yes. That's what I'm, I'm sure maybe 80% or 85% of our uh, audience or social media footprints are just about likes. Yeah. Um, not really posts and, and not about engagement, uh, you know, and, you know, engaging posts. So, so I thought that was very, very, uh, uh, that was important. This is the Never an Afterthought podcast. Greetings, everyone. If you're just joining us, welcome again to the Never an Afterthought podcast. We've been having an engaging time uh, discussing investing in you uh, with uh, Ogbeni Dikbo, uh, Dr. Dikbo Awujide, uh, but Ogbeni Dikbo is, uh, I like to call him that, and that's actually his uh, Twitter handle, at Ogbeni Dikbo, so you can go look out for him and join him and follow him and engage him even uh, even beyond this. Uh, but also remember that yeah, you can join this conversation with the hashtag never an afterthought and follow us across all our social media channels, uh, Twitter, at NAA underscore book, uh, Facebook and, Insta and Instagram, at NA afterthought and uh, uh, email podcast at neveranafterthought.com. Um, yes, just before we go, um, I have, uh, I want to ask you, uh, Benedipo, this year, the, you are very, I mean, you are, you are a big influencer in the, in the Twitter space uh, and across all the social media channels. Uh, and I know you engage a lot on Twitter and I also follow you on Twitter anyways. Um, this year I observed, we started this conversation. It was like the Nigeria social media space or Twitter started the conversation around this, uh, Andrew is checking out. Uh, Andrew is checking out of Nigeria immigration. Uh, and I don't know why it became, I mean, so there was a conversation of, oh, okay, if you're going to leave, leave in peace. Uh, don't denigrate those of us who are still back in Nigeria. Uh, and uh, if you also leave, nobody should be against you leaving, uh, especially wearing, we all know the challenges of Nigeria. We don't need to discuss it here. We all know uh, you're a passionate Nigerian. I, I, I noted that about, what, about your profile and what you said. So we know the challenges that we have and we know 
uh, the opportunities, uh, you know, for our young people beyond the shores of Nigeria. Now, for me, and both of us share the same profile, uh, I have, have been privileged to study abroad, uh, work, uh, work in the abroad, as you like to say, uh, mm. colloquially, as we like to say. And obviously, uh, back in Nigeria now, I've worked not only in the private sector, also in the public sector. Uh, and, uh, and I think there is enormous value you know, in just what you call, you know, in the exposure, in the cross-pollinization, yeah. uh, cross-pollination that come, you know, from uh, being exposed to, to both worlds. And I'm sure the same would be of your own experience as well. So, so I don't follow, I don't join the band, I mean, of those who, I don't see why there should be anyone denigrating uh, yeah. the other. But because it's a topic, it's a buzzing topic, uh, right now, and I also uh, followed some of your conversations in that area. I want you to speak to, uh, I want to get your thoughts and perspectives and and considering all that we've also spoken, uh, spoken about uh, both last episode and also uh, this episode, where do you, where would you, where, where do you align? You know, where do you, well, what's your, what's your advice, you know, to young Nigerians or any Nigerian at all or families who are living for Canada, UK, America, where else? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't begrudge anybody who wants to study abroad. And I don't think, you know, anyone should begrudge anyone who wants to study abroad. Um, you know, studying abroad, you know, um, is actually very, very good for individuals and for nations. Um, I mean, I'm sure you are familiar with the story of the Chicago um, Chicago Boys of Chile. Um, the Chicago Boys of Chile were a group of economists, um, you know, that went to the USA to study in the late 70s and the early 80s. And, they, you know, most of them actually returned back, you know, to Chile to um, impact their, their country. So... Um, I mean, a lot of my a lot of my mentors who currently live in Nigeria. So let's you know talk about Frank Nweke Jr., who was a former minister, you know, under the Obasanjo administration. Let's look at um, Olufemi Awoyemi. Let's look at um, Binta Max Binije. Um, you know, look at people like Doctor Ayoade Alakija. Um, you know, and a whole lot of other whole whole you know um host of other people a lot of them at some point in time actually studied abroad so it comes with you know getting that international education getting that international exposure getting that international experience actually helps i mean you did the excellent job you did in the presidency in the last couple of years not just because of your exposure and, and experience in Nigeria, but also because of your exposure abroad. So for anyone who wants to travel abroad to study, I think it's a good, I think it's very good. Um, if you want to come back, I think that's excellent as well. Um, you know, I mean, I do worry about, you know, brain drain for people who don't go back to Nigeria. But I perfectly understand that people have you know, decisions to make because of the peculiarities, you know, of the country. Um, and for folks who want to who want to study abroad, if if you're from a rich home or a middle class home, your parents can pay through. If you're not from a rich home, you can get a scholarship. 
And there are other people who, you know, save up part of the fees. They pay the first installment of their tuition. And when they come here, they get a part-time job. So there are different avenues. But it must also be said that it is not everybody that will travel abroad, you know, to study. And you don't, you know, it's not everybody that will travel abroad before they get exposure or get a decent education and become successful either in their private life or in their public public life. Um, Dora Akinuli, who was, you know, DG of NAVDAP, you know, during the Obasanjo administration, did an excellent job. And she basically studied, you know, all through in Nigeria. So it's, it's not a, you know, one cap fits all situation. Some are going to study in Nigeria, you know, and get exposed to the world via films, via documentaries, even via books. So um, if you can, I think it is good. Um, I mean, I studied in Nigeria. I came to the UK, although I still live in the UK. I'm technically back in Nigeria because I have a business that employs 35, 40 people in Nigeria. We pay salaries on a monthly basis and we pay taxes to the federal government. So um, if you can, yes, please do travel abroad to the UK, Canada, US, Ireland, and get as much education, as much exposure, and as much experience as possible. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Uh, and, 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 and true, uh, the exposure is very important if you can. Now, if you, if you don't, uh, if you can't, again, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you said it there, you can be mentored by books, by films, by, you know, it's yeah. just, knowledge is all about being inquisitive. Um, you know, and there are many, and uh, YouTube is also there. There's nothing yeah. you want to learn. There's Google there. Uh, there's nothing you want to learn that you cannot learn even if you did not leave uh, Nigeria. I mean, right now, look at even the post-corona world, what's happening right now. Students are in foreign universities, but they yeah. are still in their home base. Home country, uh, yeah. Because all the education, all the schooling now is being done online. by uh, Zoom and online, you know. So, so that's just let us know that even the, the, the corona, you know, like we've had some conversations before to say the corona has accelerated change. And so yes. sometimes uh, you would get benefits of cross borders without have to feel, without physically uh, lifting, uh, you know, lifting yourself uh, away from your, from your home base. But I think above all as well, what this also pertains to uh, those of us uh, who are, you know, in the policy making uh, arm of government or who are close to, uh, you know, government uh, policymakers or who consult, you know, for, for them. I mean, it also tells us that it's also another strategy. And you're a strategy guy. Uh, it means that, first and foremost, we are uh, hugely populated, right? And our population yeah. is a youthful population. Uh, and these countries that we're all going to, uh, they actually need. Uh, they need a lot of the younger workforce. I mean, Canada, for example, needs a lot of younger workforce. So what does it tell us? It means that as a country, we can actually define uh, export of human capital as a strategy. Mm. Now, whether we define it or not, the country already is benefiting from the huge volume of remittances that happen anyways. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, remittances that are running into trillions of naira every year, consistently, to the point that CBN recognizes it. So, and this is us, we have not even taken an active position as a government, you know, to say that we will focus on exporting human capital, we'll train our people and then export them, you know. I mean, other countries do it, Philippines and uh, India and Co. they do that, you know. So, so I, I, so again, I don't see anything uh anything wrong uh about those um exposure yes brain drain is important but then i mean brain drain is a concern uh but then we also must position uh ourselves you know to attract our best, best. Uh, uh, uh you know our best back and also they attract the best of others uh into our own country to be in the same nigeria used to be in the same nigeria university of Ibadan medical uh, most of the medical uh, students there were not were from uh, out of country, mm. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so I think for us, uh, if we worry about brain which we should, uh, it just it behooves us to uh, go back into a bit of history and you know retweak a, a few things about our outlook as a nation. Uh, but uh, just in, in in that conversation, I think you said everything that's important. Uh, it all comes together. Uh, for us. I mean, my last point before I let you go, uh, finally, we, we started and uh, we've been talking about investing, investing in you, investing in you. And uh, I know that that word investment, uh, the next word after investment for it to be attractive is returns. Uh, yep. So I want you to close us out by telling us uh, what is being, how do you judge the returns on the investment you have made in yourself? And I'm hoping that your response would inspire others to know that we should take investing in ourselves serious. Incidentally, I was uh, I glimpsed through social media quite a bit, uh, and I noticed a few people last year or towards the end of the year were like, "Well, 2021, I'm going to take me serious. I'm going to invest in me serious. I'm just going to focus on me serious." And I and I thought those were very good eye openers, right? So so I want to so I, so I'm asking that question to see that um has it paid off in returns your uh, uh, the investments you've made in yourself in the last 10 years has it paid off and if uh, it has how do yes. you uh yeah yeah definitely definitely the investment i've made in myself in the last 10 years um has actually paid off um because of course i'm a thought leader um you know on you know careers and personal development and MSME development and a few other areas. And, you know, not only do I hold down a lecturing job or run a business, but I also get invited by banks, you know, by telecommunications companies, by insurance companies. You know, I get invited to speak and on an hourly basis, you know, sometimes I charge 250000 sometimes I charge you know, two two hundred thousand naira. Sometimes I charge three hundred thousand naira on an hourly basis. You know, just to you know motivate a team, or you know, speaking to young Nigerians. So delivering a webinar session, for example. So last year, I delivered webinar sessions for MTN. Um, you know, I was invited by Keystone Bank. I was invited by Union Bank, by um, Nexford University by the um, British High Commission in Abuja and, you know, a host of, you know, other organizations and I get paid. So I can only get paid 
for speaking, you know, to teams and to all the young Nigerians, all the young professionals, you know, if they know that I have something to deliver and oh, I yeah. can only have something to deliver or continue to have something to deliver if I continue to invest in myself. So it's not just about, you know, having a PhD. It's also, you know, being commercially aware. It's also understanding the jobs and the skills of the future. So it's it's also knowing, you know, so what are the peculiarities of the job, you know, of, of a particular economy? What sort of jobs do young people need? What sort of direction do, do, do companies need? How can organizations, you know, um, how how can they become better? How can they craft a winning culture? So, um, not only do I get invited to speak, I, I also deliver trainings on organizational ambidexterity, on middle management contrib contribution to strategy, on, you know, crafting an excellent organizational structure, you know, and this is basically because i invested in myself in the last decade so it has definitely paid off um and it's not just you know reading books or having a phd or taking personal professional development you know courses it is also being mentored by other people who have been there and done that people yeah. who are more experienced than me and I'm currently taking a, a teaching or a teacher's um, training course. So, you know, I don't know everything. I continuously invest in myself. So if, for example, I say, oh, in the next five years, I want to become a commissioner of education in a state, you know, what exactly do you need? You need to show that you can teach. You need to show that, you know, you have learning and teaching experience, research experience. And this is why, you know, I continue to invest in myself so that I can, you know, give back to other people and, of course, gain, you know, gain some return on investment, um, you know, the investment I've made in myself. You know, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, there's nothing, again, there's nothing to hide. The reality is if you get it in, you can get it out if you invest in yep. yourself you know then you can get it out and in getting it out the overflow will impact on our communities uh they will impact in our society they will impact in our world and the truth is uh this post-corona world that we hope emerges soon because we're all tired needs a whole dose of yep. this you know this whole uh you know giveaways from ourselves you know i was speaking in our first episode for the year about how empathy is not weakness you know and the world needs a whole dose of empathy 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 kindness 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 uh, we can't have enough of it uh so but just like i assured our viewers i won't let you go without a giveaway mm -hmm. so what giveaway are you giving uh yes yeah. uh, so today? we're gonna give um we're gonna give viewers five um free cv reviews um you know courtesy of btdtl thank you thank you thank you that, i mean uh, uh, it deserves a big round of applause uh, i'm sure that uh you know the production team know what to do when they get to that point uh but yes yes thank you and what should we 
uh, what should we, how should we pick those five? You know, is there any anything you want them to mention, or what is it that? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think, I mean, perhaps people who share this video on their platforms. Okay. Um, so, I mean, maybe the people who share this on their platforms and get the IS retweet or the IS engagement. Okay. Um, yeah, or yeah. You know, members yeah. of the production team, if they want a well, free review, you know, exactly. you know we definitely can offer that to them. Yeah. But, but, thank you. But again, please, before I let you go, I will say this year that it's about connectedness. Uh, you are, well, you are now, you are first guest, but this is our, our second outing with you. Uh, let us, how can our viewers, because there will be more than five that need this service, but how can they get to know about btdt uh where are you how can they contact you how can they reach you uh yes you have the phone yeah so um we are btdt of across platforms so on twitter on instagram on linkedin and um you know of course on twitter and um you know our website is www.btdtob.com so it's www.btdtup.com. So we are active on, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. In fact, okay. we are active on Telegram. Um, As well. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So different platforms, BTDTUP. Okay. Okay. So, well, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, we could, uh, we could keep you here uh you know and go on and on and on but i'm sure uh, there'll be much more uh platforms you know webinars or some of our other event, event uh, events that would invite you and uh, the good thing about uh the world now is that the world is social so uh, yeah. we can always uh, connect and even our viewers and our audience can always uh connect so yes guys I mean, uh, it's been an awesome, awesome, awesome time uh, with uh, Ogbeni Dikbo. Uh, there's so much that we can learn. He spoke about the role of uh, mentors. Uh, he spoke about uh, the skills, uh, that transferable skills that you require if you are changing uh, careers. Again, mentioning same skills we've been talking about since last year across our previous episodes, teamwork and collaboration, communication skills, uh, critical thinking skills, problem solving and again, leadership has some of those transferable skills uh, that you would require if you are doing, if you are involved in, um, if you are involved in um, a career change. And then, of course, what recruiters are looking for is spoke about a CV. Your CV being um, having, um, uh, you know, the aesthetics, the aesthetics of your CV. Um, of course, grammar. You don't want to make grammar mistakes. Uh, the key focus of any recruiter is to eliminate. Uh, there are multiple multiple CVs that come in for uh, for a job position, so you don't want your CV to be the one that can be easily eliminated. And for that not to happen, the importance of keywords uh, matching, tailoring your CV to the uh, tailoring your CV to the requirements uh, that the recruiter has already put on the uh, on the uh, job description, and of course you know uh your cover letter as well you just don't want to send your cv you want to do a personalized 
cover letter. Uh, in terms of LinkedIn, he shared with us how he has used LinkedIn uh, as a personal networking tool. Uh, you can use it to find jobs, as he mentioned, but also as a personal uh, networking tool. And above all, uh, he did mention the critical role of intelligent engagement uh, across your social media channels. So don't just be liking, you know, like, 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 that's all across your Instagram, you know, Twitter, all you do is like. No, engage, especially if you're on LinkedIn, you know, engage uh, in intelligent, uh, you know, uh, intelligent conversations, you know, that's why the comment page and uh, the comment sections are there, uh, you know, so and, and above all, it says you should follow, you should join some uh, networking communities on LinkedIn and um, be active as well. So I think the, the summary of it is engagement, engagement, engagement. And really the truth is, why should you invest in yourself? If you don't invest in yourself, then you cannot get it out. But if you get it in, then it's easy for you to uh, get it out. Uh, don't forget to uh, please uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You also want to like, and of course you want to uh, you want to share with your friends and your uh, networks. And again, the conversation does not end here. He's already uh, given us a giveaway. He's committed to a giveaway. Uh, courtesy of the BTDT Hub, uh, uh, so uh, five CV reviews uh, to our most engaging uh, audience. I will allow the uh, my book team uh, will define the the terms and uh, they will let you know. And uh, and I hope that you will be a part of it. Uh, but beyond that, I'm sure you can also visit uh, their website. Uh, so till I come your again, uh, till I come your way again next week. Uh, the conversation continues. Hashtag never an afterthought across all our social media channels, Twitter at NA underscore book, Facebook and Instagram at NA afterthought. Uh, email me podcast at never an afterthought dot uh, com. And as you know, we glean your comments in the comment section. So again, don't just like, please leave intelligent comments. Uh, till I come your way again next week, same time, same platform. Remember, stay safe, stay well. You know how to stay safe and stay well. Wear your mask, social distance, and above all, keep winning. God bless you. Thank you. Please subscribe to our podcast channels on Google, Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. If you have any question on today's podcast, you can leave me a comment in the comment section or send me an email at podcast at neverandafterthought.com. For your copy of the Never and Afterthought book, remember you can always order on our website www.neverandafterthought.com. I take it again www.neverandafterthought.com You can also order on Amazon. The Kindle version is also available on Amazon.com You can join the conversation using the hashtag NeverAnAfterthought on our various social media channels namely on Twitter 
at NAA underscore book, on Instagram at NA Afterthought, and on Facebook at Never an Afterthought. See you next time.